Good afternoon, everyone. It's Ruth Mitchell coming to you from Chicago, Illinois, editor of The Wholesaler Magazine. And I'm here on our audio series of Off the Cuff. I'm so excited to bring to you our next guest here, who is Steve Fielding, president of AquaGuard. AquaGuard is a company that manufactures the original automatic tank water heater shutoff safety valve on the market and is headquartered in Cranston, Rhode Island. I love this company for so many reasons because, you know, as they say, necessity is the mother of invention. And they've got a great story here, especially with the acronym of the product WAGS has a really cool mascot. But you know what? Then again, as usual, I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's just get started. Hi, Steve. Welcome to Off the Cuff. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you, Ruth. Well, thank you for joining us today. I'm going to start by saying I love a good story and I love hearing about how companies have come up with their name. So why don't you give me a brief history of the company, what you manufacture and what the name represents and who's your mascot? AquaGuard is the company that basically invented and developed the WAGS valves. And the WAGS valve basically stands for Water and Gas Safety Shutoff Valve. And I got involved with the inventors. I'm a mechanical engineer. Got involved with the inventors in the early 90s that it was the seed of an idea. And I helped them develop prototypes and tested it. And then I realized it was a large market and... Having water heaters myself and knowing many people that have had failed water heaters, I was certainly intrigued with the simplicity of this product. So we we developed it late 90s. We realized we kind of had a tiger by the tail, patented the product, did all the proof of work and design, and then saw that the impediment would be we didn't have enough capital to bring it to market and not have somebody basically steal it copy it, whatever. So we basically opted to license it. So we licensed manufacturing and sales distribution to a great local company, and they did a great job developing it and bringing it out for sale in the market in 2002. And it did did fine many, many years selling it, but it became apparent after about 10 years that their distribution channel was becoming an impediment to getting the product to the property owner. And it's the property owner that is AquaGuard's prime focus. They're the ones that have to pay the insurance bills. They're the ones that have all the stress when a water heater fails, getting another one in. Very often, if there's water damage, it can get pretty expensive and pretty disruptive and causes a lot of stress. So identifying kind of the mismatch in the channels, because they'd go through regional to local distributors to plumbing contractors before it got to the property owner, all the markups were making it prohibitively expensive to the property owner. So in 2016, I ended up buying out all of my partners in AquaGuard and and got full voting control and terminated the agreement and brought all manufacturing home to uh, AquaGuard. And the following summer of 2017, AquaGuard was in manufacturing and uh, distribution of the product. Subsequent to that, when we came out and started selling the product, we realized that for the prior probably four or five years, there wasn't much marketing or awareness of the WAGS valve, which turned out to actually be a good thing because at least a lot of the new plumbing contractors need to be re-educated. And that's where PHC News came in. So helpfully, we started a national ad campaign to reintroduce the WAGS valve to plumbing engineers 
contractors in the wholesaler market. And we've been doing that ever since with the national magazines. And it's just working out very well. We're, we're seeing, seeing steady double-digit growth for the past few years and continuing to see it even into 2020. Well, that that's fantastic to hear. You know, I was going to say to you, you know, what was the business climate when you started the new year? 2020. So, you know, in January, things were looking good for you then, correct? Yeah, we went into 2020 gangbusters. We're anticipating probably triple growth over 2019. It might be dampened a little bit with the coronavirus, but we're still processing orders. And, you know, I'm a believer that the slack, once we get through this pandemic and we kind of get back to business, normal business, you know, it's going to take a little bit certainly has been disruptive, but you know, I, I think we're going to have a V-shaped recovery and probably third, fourth quarter, we're going to be right back to normal. Well, that's definitely good news to hear. I mean, it sounds to me, obviously, that you are still manufacturing. Are you still manufacturing at the same pace as you were before, or has there been changes along the way because of COVID? No, we're still very active in manufacturing. On the operational side, probably about the first week into March, we went into heavy social distancing, started limiting people into the plant only on a need basis. So we've been very proactive. We modified our policies for our employees so that if anybody suspected they were sick, we were told them, stay home. You're going to continue to be paid 100%. You're not going to lose any pay, but don't take the chance of coming in and infecting somebody because you're worried about your paycheck. And then we asked them, call a doctor, get assessed, and before you can return, we need a doctor's note or we'll, we'll do a temp- temperature test to make sure that you know nobody's infected so that they don't pass it on. With the changes that have been going on, the social distancing, all meetings and events and buying groups and trade shows, things like that have been canceled. How are you servicing your customer and connecting with your customer now? That's a good question. That's probably the most disruptive. We were actually doing a lot of our target market is really HOAs, homeowners associations where you have multi-levels, condominiums, apartments, dense living, where obviously if uh, you have a failed water heater, you know, it could affect two or three floors. We've got lots of testimonials of uh, happy customers that avoided those disasters. Mm-hmm. But we have not, unfortunately, been able to do the seminars and the educational programs, exhibits, expos, things like that to help grow the marketing and uh, selling and education. So we've had a steady constant contact email program that helps us keep connected with you know our prospects and our customers. We, we really like to expose Wags, our beautiful golden retriever, you know, which is the most beloved dog of all breeds. And he serves as well. Most of our email campaigns, we try to keep light, simple and relevant just to stay in front of our customers in our market. And then it's obviously supplanted with the national advertising in those magazines. Did you, i.e. the company, have a business continuity plan And if so, are you sticking with it or have you had to adjust along the way? One of the things we do on an annual basis is a SWOT analysis, Mm -hmm. weaknesses, opportunities, threats. And obviously a pandemic would fall into the threat category. We didn't anticipate a pandemic. I don't think it was on many people's radar screen. I don't think anybody did. No, but that helps us just 
you know, it becomes part of our thinking DNA. I've always been a believer in scenario planning. You know, it's it's been proven that, you know, it's kind of thinking of the things that might be coming at you before they come at you. Just having a little bit of subconscious awareness makes you a little more resilient to be able to deal with those things. So this hasn't it really impacted us as significantly as obviously restaurants, bars, the healthcare field, but we serve mission critical businesses. So we're actually, you know, staying up and running. And again, I think those SWOT analyses that the critical thinking has helped us to be more resilient going into this pandemic. It's a good playbook to have. That's for sure. What is the biggest issue that you are dealing with right now and how are you addressing it? I could also say, you know, when you came into the office today, what was the one thing that you had to get accomplished or had to tackle today? Well, it's funny. Like I said, we haven't had any really direct impact on our WAG valve business. We've actually used the time to increase and build more inventory for the past two and a half years. 90% 90% of our orders are shipped same day, and we're still still doing that. The new opportunity for us has actually been the water heaters on the market. The gas control valves have changed, and we're working on a new wiring kit for the gas shutoffs so that that will integrate cleanly into the new gas control units that are on the water heaters. Wow, good to know. Good to yeah, know. we just got prototypes and we're outfield marketing, testing those for feedback. And we expect to bring that new upgraded 5WG WAGS valve onto the market in this coming June, July. Well, it's good to know that even during this time, when we're in literally and figuratively survival mode, that, you know, we're also looking at the inventive mode. And like you had said earlier about what's going to happen later on down the year when we finally pull ourselves out of this pandemic and out of the economic situation that we're in now and push everything forward. I love the fact that, you know, you're you're building up inventory and waiting for that to happen and servicing now and, and looking forward to servicing down the line, too. Well, I've lived through five recessions, (laughs) and there's a syllogism that I love. It goes, good decisions come from wisdom. Wisdom comes from experience, and experience comes from bad decisions. (laughs) So I've kind of learned when you go into tough times, attitude really matters. Stay positive. Humor is phenomenally powerful in in challenging times. So I spend a lot of time out on the floor literally trying to get my employees to laugh and stay positive. And I've learned through those recessions, when you have a dark cloud, there's a silver lining in it. You got to dig a little bit deeper for it, but it's, it's always there. And basically just try to keep the focus on keeping your people busy on meaningful work. And very often they may be projects or work that I call it things that are going to pay a dividend in the future. They may not really prove to be profitable or extremely beneficial today or next month or next quarter, but those are the things, it's kind of like digging your well before you're thirsty. Do do work that you know is going to have value for your customers into the future. Those are excellent words of wisdom. I was going to bring up the topic of what do you do to remain productive in this new work environment? And for the fact that you just said, you know what, it's like, get out there, let's motivate people and realize the work that they're doing now is important. What's going to happen down the line is important and the employees are important too. Which leads me into my last question here. But before I get to that, one quick one for you. The Golden Retriever, what's the dog's name? (laughs) Uh, Wags. It was very simple. 
That is great. And for the folks listening, the retriever is, would it be your company mascot? Wags is our mascot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's funny, we, we kind of see Wags as nose tissue was to Kleenex. Mm-hmm. We're really trying to brand around Wags as a product category. And we feel strongly that it is because it's the only 100% mechanical safety shutoff valve in the event of a water heater failure. We keep focusing that it's, it's a smart product. It's a simple product. It doesn't need electricity. It doesn't need batteries. It doesn't need a fancy wireless signal. And most importantly, there's no maintenance involved. So we see huge value in the stress reduction for the property owner. Well, that also goes into your tagline is, yes, WAGs will watch so you don't have to, making it quick and easy. Absolutely. Steve, I'm going to ask you, my my last question for you here is, you know, I, I know about your company here and the great works that you do in giving back. Can you please talk to us about the generous acts that your company does about giving back? Well, one of the areas, part of our business plan is we have 5% of our profits that are donated back to rare disease research. In particular, it's on our website, Farah, Friedrich's Ataxia. We're embedded within that community, does some phenomenal fundraising, very efficient, roughly 98 cents out of every dollar that we raise. The committee here in Rhode Island, we raise over $100,000 a year, 98 cents of every dollar goes back to the researchers. So there's a similarity, I guess, if you will, with, you know, all the healthcare and pharma companies in that they have to be supported to figure out, you know, these virus vaccines and to figure out the science and the math. And, you know, we tend to forget, even in this pandemic, how far technology and invention has brought this country. You know, the SARS virus took, I believe, 14 months to sequence the RNA virus. And we did the same thing with the COVID virus in one month. So, you know, our technology should give us a lot of hope. And certainly the people in this country that are coming together, you know, it's really refreshing to see togetherness as opposed to the divisiveness that we've had kind of perpetuated by our media, always stirring it up. So, you know, I think the sun's coming out again. We're donating to that. One of the things we did, National Rear Disease Day, was the oddball day of uh, February 29th. In our constant contact emailer, we did a a dollar-for-dollar match. So the coronavirus has made it a little difficult. We're still struggling to get all the donation information in so we know how much to write the check for, but it's probably going to be in the ballpark of around $1,500. And we want to do that every year. This was the first year we did it. We're a little disappointed. It didn't resonate, but you know, we're persistent. We'll keep doing it and uh, hope to keep growing that number. Well, you know what? Every dollar counts. Every dollar goes towards something. And I find myself more and more quoting Mr. Rogers by saying, you know, look for the helpers. There's always helpers out there. And in this situation for you and the company, it's, you know, digging into this essential business, helping people out along the way and, you know, giving a comfort level to the employees and to your customers as well. And for that, we say thank you. So, Steve, thank you very much for joining us today on Off the Cuff. I appreciate it. And I I look forward to posting WAGs on our website here as the photo that's going to accompany this podcast. Excellent. Well, thank you, Ruth. Appreciate the time and the consideration. And all I can say to you and all the listeners, stay safe. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye.